Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. So we have uh, some more to come between now and midday, including a chat with Danny from the Coronas and uh, some interesting comments coming into us uh, as well. And Anne-Marie, socially distanced next door, has some more of them. Uh, morning again. Morning, Joe. Um, sorry, I nearly got caught chatting on the phone there. Um, no, this is sure since you were chatting to him anyway, you may as well say hello to him now. Um, hello, John. John Hayes is on, is oh. on the line. Do you want to carry on your chat? Actually, do you know what? The two of you might be having a, a, a much more interesting conversation than anything I'm going to get involved in. So the two carry on there now. Let's, 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 let's hear what you both... You're, you're, Thanks, both ra- you're both radio professionals. So I'm just going to exit bye. stage left now. We'll sit by and relax. <laughs> Good morning, Joe. Good morning, good morning. So an old friend of ours, an old colleague of ours here on Live 95, John Hayes. John has been living and working in Dubai for how long now, John? Uh, just coming up 11 years. So 11, 11 years. Uh, just years. Coming up, I think next month, yeah. yeah. That is absolutely... So I came for one year and uh, and I'm still here. So I don't know how that's happened. Amazing. And I mean, tell us a little bit about your pre-COVID life in Dubai. Well, I guess it hasn't changed a lot. I mean, luckily for me, uh, it's been pretty much the same. But I work, uh, I, I still work in radio. I haven't managed to get out of that just yet or find a, a career that pays more money. So uh, I've stuck with that for now. And uh, yeah, I, I present a breakfast show on a radio station here. And a radio station that's been running the longest running in the, in the Middle East. for It's been running for 50 years. And I've been there for the last six, almost seven. So uh, it's, it's, it's been fun. But I've been working with Irish companies before that. Uh, one that's beside you guys uh, just next door McGettigan's I'd worked with before that as well uh, when I moved over so yeah it's been uh, it's, it's been a fun little trip for the last couple of years but I mean pre-COVID and versus now not a lot has changed we had a couple of months I think maybe three months where obviously we were on what was close to um, a very strictly enforced lockdown and I guess the difference between what the lockdown was at home versus the lockdown here is that you were too scared to go outside so from the government's point of view, they put in a, a strict curfew initially where, where it was clamped from 11 p.m. And then when the numbers started to rise, they decided to just lock down the country completely to the point where speed cameras, no matter when you went past them, no matter what your speed, uh, your your car was flashed. You'd be subsequently given a fine, which you had to prove why you were out of the house. So if it was for medical reasons and you had approval, that's perfectly fine. If you were going to work and you had approval, that was fine. Uh, when things started to lift up, which I think may have been the, the, the mid of May towards the end of May, and then in June we got a little bit more freedom, they brought in a very strict rule with regards to face masks and initially gloves as well, which they later abandoned, but face masks are still in place with hefty fines of about €600 Euro to €1,000, depending for repeat offenders. 600 to €1,000? Yes. And, and you know, the, the, thing, the difference, I guess, Joe, was that it was not optional. It wasn't given to you as a choice. It was either wear your face mask or don't go outside. You know, if you have a medical condition that prevents you from wearing that, then you probably shouldn't be in the general population anyway. Okay. Um, now, I, John, every time I ask anyone about you who knows you well, you know, they'll always say to me, oh, don't worry about that fella. He's the mayor of Dubai these days. <laughs> I mean, it was for a, for a little while I, I'd run the Dubai Irish Society and then, uh, slight issues with, I think, uh, the, the bureaucracy of having a society here uh, means that they put that on pause for a while. So I'll continue to just work on my full-time job, which, to be fair, uh, gets me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I'm now already past my bedtime for a little afternoon nap. But it's, 
yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a it's definitely a fun lifestyle, and certainly I think given the current situation, I think I prefer to be here or um, here or anywhere in this region than I would to be at home right now. Although I would love to be at home, I mean, the hospital is home for me. Uh, my parents, Jerry and Julia, who I think listen to you religiously. It's almost that we can't disturb during Joe Nash's show because there will be a uproar in the household. So we just don't. I, call I always that time. knew you came from good stock. <laughs> I mean, debatable. But I mean, they're they're in they're in hospital, which is where normally I get two, three trips a year if I'm fortunate enough to get back to see them. And this year, it's not possible. This year is, I think, the first out of eleven years that we're going to have to have some kind of a virtual Christmas. You know, jump on a on a Zoom call or on there. They have an Alexa in the house where they can see me, and that's that's solely down to the fact that I can't get back and they can't get here due to the the, the massive amount of red tape that's that's been, that's required. Which is strange because if I flew to the UK, it wouldn't really be so much of an issue. But if I fly to Ireland, it's almost impossible to get in. Right. Uh, we're chatting to Limerick man John Hayes, who's in Dubai. Um, you said earlier that you would prefer to be there or anywhere in that region than in Ireland with COVID. Why? I'm going to throw, the only thing I can put it to is figures. Like, if you look at the population of here, which is um, just, just under 10 million, they've tested, there's been 15 million, almost 16 million tests as of today conducted. If you look at that, I don't know one person who's not had a COVID test done. So it's, it's about, per 1 million, they've done 1.6 million tests. So that's phenomenal. They get a return rate on that, which is approximately coming back at, at 1% of, of tests coming back positive. So active at the moment, we've got uh, 10,000 cases. Now, it is going up by about 1,000 per day. I mean, I, I can't remember a time. I think maybe August would have been the last time it dropped below 1,000. But the number of recoveries per day is increasing by maybe... 6,000, 5,000 some days. So we are getting more recoveries than we are getting um, new cases. Now, it's a very young population or certainly a younger population than Ireland. But when like when I throw the figures from Ireland's point of view and I look at that for a population of 5 million and they've done 1.8 million tests. So, so definitely not everyone in the country has had one done. You're looking at two-thirds of the country has had a test done. And the active cases is three times, I think, what, what we have here at the moment. Yeah, mm. yeah, four times almost what we have here at the moment. I can't contribute to anything aside from the mass testing that went on and also the availability of testing. For, for me, looking to go home right now or to bring my parents here, first of all, not possible. My mom, Julia, uh, she, she can't get insurance to travel with an Irish company. But if she travels with Emirates, she can have automatic global COVID-19 insurance. So she'd be covered if she got sick while she was here, which is great. But the government said no non-essential travel, so they can't come here for the month. Now, I would love to go home, but the current reg- reg- uh, regulations say... I need 14 days, or I need a PCR test after five days, which is still five days. I work um, like six days a week. So if I want to take time off, first of all, that's going to come out of my pocket, so it's easy for them to fly here. Second of all, it's so expensive not to fly back. The flights are the same price as always. But the COVID testing itself is another €200 Euro on arrival. When I, if I get a test on arrival, which I have to wait five days afterwards, get another test done, another €200. Euro. And then to get back, it's another €200. Euro. And the nearest place to Limerick to get a test done is the Bonds in Tralee and, and Cork, I think. And I don't know if that's changed aside from the Dublin Airport Well, well they, centre, they, I which, think the testing was introduced um, at Shannon Airport. So there, there is that possibility now. Yeah. Oh, again, for me, Shannon Airport is, I have to travel from Dublin if I want to travel direct unless I want to go yeah. by the UK, which is another stop, another test, yeah, and, and sorry, and and another 200 euros. Were you saying it would be easier for you to get into the UK than into Ireland? With, with, the, with the current regulations that are in place and with the, the deal that Emirates have with the UK government or with the, the air corridor that's been opened, that is now an open. You don't need to quarantine. If I fly to the UK, I don't need to quarantine. 
I mean, a, a non-sensible person would fly to the UK, fly into London, and then take an Aer Lingus flight through to Shannon. I, I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to put my parents or anyone in jeopardy. But if I've left the country and I've had a PCR test on, on leaving, which, by the way, by, by the equivalent is 20 to 30 euro is how much I pay for the test, or free if I'm getting on the flight, um, then I, I don't see why I couldn't go and spend Christmas or just before Christmas for a weekend with them. Whereas instead, it would be a, a minimum two week of a trip to have to do the five days quarantine, you know, the testing again, then go and see my family, which is which is a tough ask, uh, and then travel back, which is you know close to impossible for me. Yeah, yeah, we're chatting to uh, Limerick man John Hayes. Um, I, I, I mean, the other thing is that the government isn't exactly encouraging immigrants like you to come home. Uh, no, I mean it could be a lot worse than those people who are in worse situations. Unfortunate, I saw my parents last December when they were here for Christmas. Um, so it hasn't been the longest time. Fortunately, they're both very tech-savvy by some strange uh, miracle. They're both very tech-savvy, so they can jump on a video call. I can see them. But there's a lot of people who I know who just they don't have that luxury. Uh, but you know, I would love to be at home in hospital before Christmas or for Christmas. And it's just not an option. If you're in Australia, it's not an option as well. And it's, it's just because of the red tape that I don't understand how I can travel to and from the UK from Ireland without any real real drama, even though if it wasn't necessary. But I can travel from here to the UK with absolutely no quarantine, just get off the plane, have my PCR test negative and I'm good to go. But I can't travel home to see to see my parents. When, John, do you think you will be able to see your family again? Uh, we, we've written off uh, the next six months. I think we've said, look, if I can get home next summer, if if there's a vaccine, if there's some way that it, you know travel is possible, if PCR testing in Ireland is something that First of all, it drops down in price because if you look at that, for, if you have to have three tests done, that's the price of another flight. That's another 600 euro. I mean, I think it goes for 99 through to 159 in Dublin Airport, but roughly five to 600 euro, which is a second flight. And so I'm looking at maybe mid to the end of of next year. And, you know, they're not, they're certainly not old people. And, you know, touch wood, neither of them are in any way um, very sick or anything. But if something did happen or if I did have to get back home, it's close to an impossibility without putting myself or them at risk and not following the government guidelines, which is not something I do. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you're uh, on radio over there. You've done other things as well. Um, I, I know they say, I think in RT, they say that they're, with their White House correspondents that they always pull them just before the five-year mark because they say that if you're anywhere for more than five years, you go native. Now, you're 11 years yeah. in Dubai. So, I mean, it's amazing how quickly time passes. And before you know it, you may well feel that that's the place for you. I mean, look, I've said this before, and I, I remember speaking to Gillian about this a couple of years ago with regards to the, the, the lack of an, in, an incentive to go back or you know, the, the, the high rate of tax that you pay as well. It, it's still home, and you still want to go back there. And hospital is always home to me. And, and it's still someplace that I'm very proud to be from. So regardless of being here for 11 years, the Limerick accent is still there. The heritage is still there. The pride from being from Limerick is still there. And I don't think that's something you ever lose. And it's, I think it's a, it's a very Limerick and Kerry, I have to say as well, because we work with a couple of Kerry people who seem to have that same thing indoctrined into them. They seem to be able to, to just hold on to their roots a bit more. So although, yeah, 11 years is a long time, home is still home. So the, the return will eventually happen. But at the way things are going, I don't know exactly when right. that's going to be. Go on now, John. Sicken us a little bit there. What's the tax rate in Dubai? Uh, 5% VAT, which is what you pay on your, your standard go to the shop and pick up your, your items of grocery. And then your tax and your salary, that'd be a zero, a 0% tax rate. So what, what you get is what you take home. A 0% tax rate? In, uh, 0%. Uh, in saying that, though, 
um, you, you don't. There are no benefits. So if if you decide you want to retire here, you have to have cash in the bank. You know, you're not going to get if you're unemployed here. You're you have to either leave the country or get a new job. So you're not paying anything into the government system. But again, at the same time, you're not going to get anything back out of the government system. Health insurance is all private, which is covered by your employer, which at times like this, it certainly puts your mind at ease to know that if you do want to go and see a doctor, it's going to cost you €10 and there'll be no additional charges onto that. But again, that's covered by by your your employer. So there are some, there's massive perks to being here. But at the same time, you're you're 4,500 kilometres from home. And when something like this happens and you realise just how important your family are and just how nice, and I can't, I've lost count of the number of times that I've come close to... T- this morning on the, on the radio show, we played Mariah Carey. First Christmas and we played, and I think you were playing Band-Aid a while ago. So, you know, we're all getting festive. But when that comes on, I'm like, Christmas to me means family. And my family either being here or me being with them. So when something like this happens, you realize just how far away you are. So the perks that you have are outweighed by the fact that you're not, you're not close to the people that you love. Yeah. What's the weather like in Dubai at the moment? 29 degrees, Joe. I'm looking out. It's sunny at the moment. It was a little bit cloudy earlier on and there was, a, there was a threat of a tiny bit of rain, which would be the first rain in seven months. So we were quite excited. But that's now passed and it's sunny again. So uh, no rain today and yeah. no rain for the foreseeable. So, you yeah. poor fella. You poor fella. Yeah. 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 Just, just, it is tough. It is tough. tough, Joe. But the tan is coming along beautifully, I'm I will say. Delighted to hear that, John. <laughs> I'm thrilled for you, man. There are still a lot of Irish out there, I presume. Yeah, I mean, it's rough. Look, it became a situation where a lot of companies lost a lot of staff here, like everywhere. We don't have a furlough scheme. So again, when you say, I don't pay tax, I also, there was no furlough scheme to go. No, we, you said you don't pay tax. I just asked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, when something like this happens, and companies, you know, inevitably companies have to cut their money. And for three months, I didn't have external gigs. Right? I DJ a lot still and I host events. So I didn't have any of those. So there is no supplementary income that comes from the government when something like this happens. At the same time, most companies have by now returned um, to normal. So, so things have got back on track once again. So yeah, you, you, take, you take what you can get. A lot of people have left, but um, there's still a massive, strong Irish community here, which seems to be getting bigger and better all the time. Yeah. Do you live far from the radio station? Uh, I think it's about 15 minutes. If I Because I leave for work at 4.30 in the morning, so there's zero traffic. The trip back maybe about 25 minutes. So, yeah, to be fair, it's very close. Dubai is almost, the best way to describe it is a series of cities within a city. So there's various different um, microcosms that exist. You, your, your marina versus your, uh, you know, your, your expat hubs like uh, JLT and that kind of area. They all are separate cities within themselves that are completely self-sufficient with their own shopping centres, their own uh, establishments to go and eat and drink in. So there's a whole lot of cities within one, and I, I'm just on the outskirts of, of the, the cities itself. Somewhat of suburbia, but also close enough that I can, I think, walk to something that looks a bit like the Crescent in about two minutes. So it's right. fortunate enough. I mean, it's a bit like the Crescent, but the variety is not quite as and, good. And by the way, I mean, how do the natives of Dubai react or interact with the expats like yourself? Surprisingly, I, mean, I work in a company that is, it's government-owned. So we've got a huge proportion of uh, Emiratis are local uh, local Arabs who live here, um, and yeah, there's there's very much an interest into where your culture is from or what your culture is, and to find out a bit more more about you. Um, everyone speaks English. I don't, I don't think I've ever encountered a situation where I've not been able to converse with someone in English. Um, and then I think a lot of the people who are expats are here will learn a little bit of Arabic to try and get by, just to be able to say hi, how are you, which is really well appreciated as well. But it's a very inclusive society which I think a lot of people, and certainly from my point of view, without even knowing where it was on a map before I moved here, didn't know about the inclusive society of 
of, of the people who are here. And it is very much a friendly atmosphere. I mean, the crime rate is it, it's almost non-existent, to be fair. There is, there is, it's the only place you can leave your car unlocked in a petrol forecourt, head in and come back out in 10 minutes and not really have any concern about it. Or leave it outside your house overnight unlocked and nobody really, there is no crime. And there's just kind of a synergy that exists between the local community and the expats who are here as well, like a mutual respect because, they, you know, it's their land. We're here as guests. So I think everyone respects that. Okay, so John Hayes, if people want to hear you on your breakfast show, I presume they can do that online. Now, what's the time difference? Uh, four hours. So you'd have to get up at one o'clock in the morning to Ooh, hear it. Oh, jeepers. Uh, what? So I, I, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. I don't think it's good enough quality to justify getting up at one o'clock in the morning. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's on Devon it's on too. Look, we're, we're, the station as, as it is, we're celebrating 50 years next year, which is the same age as the country itself that they... We, uh, the UAE broke apart from the Trucial State uh, in 1971, and the station was formed at the same time under the the Armed Forces Radio that was there at the time. So they amalgamated into what it is now. So 50 years of, a, of a, an English-speaking radio station in, in the Gulf, uh, and yeah, it, it it seems to be going. To, we're just getting back to what I would call some level of normality when it comes to advertising and and how things are working again. But luckily for us, we continued through lockdown, which means that I I wasn't stuck in a house 24 hours a day. I didn't. I worked from home one day, and it was a complete tech disaster. So we've been we've been working in the studio all the time. So I've been fortunate to be able to get out of the house at least once a day. All right. Well, listen. Fantastic to chat to you. Hopefully, you'll get uh, home to see the family, or they'll get out to see you in the not too distant future. But I mean, you can't leave the country if they're about to celebrate 50 years um, uh, as a nation yeah. and and the station next year. You'll definitely have to stick around for that anyway. Um, super yeah. to chat. I to feel you, like I won't be that in, I won't be that integral to it, but I would would certainly like to wish everyone at home uh, in hospital to my parents and to. Uh, to all my family, uh, a, a Merry Christmas. I won't get to see you. However, uh, I'm sure it'll be a prosperous one and a Merry Christmas to you, Joe, and to Anne-Marie as well. Absolutely, John Hayes. Fantastic to chat to you. Uh, of course, once of Life 95 and look at the great success he's gone on uh, to be in Dubai. And you know, we're going to try to make you cry now because we'll play a Christmas song directly after this. Uh, thanks, John. Great to chat to you. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Joe. Thank you very much. Call Limerick Today now on 46 19 95. Breathe in.